Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teller County Sheriff's Podcast for November 16th, 2020. Today, we're going to be talking to our two animal control officers about uh, their jobs and what they do and give you some more information about that. We have Officer Trixie Hudspeth and we have Officer Kathleen Bruyak. Let's get into talking about some of these cases that you've been working recently. There's been some high profile cases. If you're able to give some general details about those cases, I think a lot of people were interested in, especially the uh, the little chihuahua that was found recently. Uh, is that case is still open, I'm assuming? It is still open at this time. We don't have any suspects. It was found in Woodland Park in an open lot, vacant lot, and we could just tell that the mouth had been wrapped. Had a ligature mark around the dog's All nose. the way around. How's the puppy doing now? The puppy is doing real well. If anybody wants to see that, they can go to the Teller County Regional Animal Shelter's website and go to the pups. His name is Jack now, and he has his own Instagram account. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So if anybody knows Teller County, they know that we are an animal-loving community. You just can't say enough about our folks with their animals. Yeah, you don't mess with people's animals up here, do you? You don't mess with animals here in Teller County. No. Uh, so the, there was another case where a gentleman was accused, and it's still open as well, so he's innocent until proven guilty, was accused of uh, some pretty heinous injuries to, to a couple of dogs, and they actually did not survive that. Well, recently we gave you your own Facebook page for animal control, but I know at that time you were on the sheriff's Facebook page, and that post about that case got like a million views on Facebook, which is incredible for a county this size. Obviously, there were people from all over the country looking at that. Animal control is just such a big part in this community. Everybody helps us. We help them. Um, Anytime there's anything even remotely suspicious, they call in. So that's really good. I mean, if you got a dog running on the highway, then stop traffic. Nobody's moving. (laughs) And everybody is there to help us get them off. If if you can do that safely. Like, don't do it around a blind curve, right? Or over the crest of a hill. Very true. Yes. Very true. We want to make sure we get that safety message out there for for everybody driving. Well, you know, Greg, our animal control officers are a little different. They love animals so much. I've watched Trixie run into birding buildings. We were getting some animals out. She is that person. You want to talk about somebody crawling out on ice to get a dog out of a frozen lake. These are the two that'll do it. Um, and you have to have that love for, for animals. And that's that's a special thing. It's not just a job. It's and most not people just don't a know. Job. I started my career here as an animal control officer. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you have to love those animals. That's how it is. And, and these two ladies, um, they exhibit that every day. Absolutely. I, I think they know every animal in this county by name. And I know they sight. know mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though that's uh, such and such a dog. Now describe it to me. It's running in the road. Okay, it's white. Oh, yeah, he, he blo- I know where he belongs. Making <laughs> a phone call now. <laughs> it's easier to make the phone calls that we know we could be anywhere in the county. So by the time we get there, it's already resolved and we're good to go. And most people don't know, we only have one animal control truck for this county. They cover almost 596 square miles in one vehicle, and that vehicle runs constantly. So these two ladies cover that 596 square miles themselves. Yeah, are we shorthanded on the animal control side? Yep. They'll run for their 10-hour shifts almost constant. They are running. They are moving to get to calls. It's pretty amazing to me. They can can cover that many calls within the county. Yeah, don't don't you you think that there's probably more animals in the county than there are people that live here? I would say. If you think about it, each household probably has at least one dog, most likely more couple cats so per every one household if there's two adults there's probably three or four animals at least a lot of animals not including livestock and then that increases even more yep well and people don't realize 
our animal control deals with more than dogs, horses, cows, sheep, and alligators. Pigs in the road. Yeah. <laughs> We've dealt with alligators, yep. crocodiles, monitor, uh, monitor lizards, lizards um, snakes, snakes, peacocks. Yeah, peacocks. Um, you're talking about a zoo. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about just normal animals you see in the mountains. We had a monitor lizard get lost for, what, two weeks up here? <laughs> yeah, we had, um, had deputies out 24-7 watching that area to make sure that no animals or people got hurt by that thing. Yeah. That was fun. By the time I got done with Facebook, it was a dragon. <laughs> and it must have been like 10 foot tall. And when they ended up catching it, it was with a leash around it like a dog and somebody trotting it back up to us. So... <laughs> Yeah, and it was a super nice little pet. Kind of a strange sight to see up in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so winter's coming up. What, what, what do you want to tell folks about their uh, indoor and outdoor animals, preparing for that, making sure they don't get injured? Yeah. Some dogs like to be outside in the cold, but if you're going to have your dogs outside in the cold for extended periods of time, shelter, a windbreak. That way they get their feet off the ice, out of the snow. It's warmer. It's dry. Um, there's nothing against keeping a dog outside as long as there's shelter from the elements. Livestock, this year we're kind of going to keep a really close eye on our livestock with COVID and people losing jobs and hay shortages. Hay is going to be very expensive this year. So we're going to keep a close eye on the livestock around here to make sure people are feeding and we're going to try to get some things together to help people who need it with their livestock. But winter is going to be rough this year on our livestock, we think. Yes, too bad. And, and horses, we have an agency to our east. It's a large county. They have a lot of horses down there. I think they have more problems down there with their horses being, you know, uh, malnourished and things. I've seen more of that down there than up here. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think it just has to do with the different landscape. Out there, it's bigger, it's wider. People can afford more larger open properties where up here in Teller County, there are a few places that can house a lot of horses, but for the most part, you're looking at five tops. I would think a big horse area would be five in Teller County, not 12 to 20 horses. You see a big change from when I was a young deputy to now. We were actually a rural ranching community at one point. That's not the case anymore. And I think that's that's been the biggest change in the county is now we're more of a right next to the springs and becoming that, that community right next door. So it has changed. It's changed the outlook of what this county is. You know, here's a good thing. In this county, if you do, if you harm an animal, we're coming for you. There's no playing around. We don't like that in this county. Our community doesn't like that, and we just don't let it happen. And I know Trixie and Kathleen here, right? They're not going to allow that kind of stuff to go on. Well, and I think part of the, the horse aspect, too, is that our ground up here doesn't sustain a horse. Mm-mm. We don't have enough pasture uh, horses will eat so much so I think people are so used to feeding year-round that they that we probably don't have the problems that they have out east where hey they've got grass for three months out of the year well here our grass is not there so especially with the dry climate that we've had lately talk about uh, when we had the the chateau fire there were a lot of animals that needed to be exfilled out of that area or rescued even. Talk about that and, and how that went and did you guys get any newer tools since then to deal with uh, larger animals? We have a nice horse trailer that was, we got a huge donation from Karis that provided money along with a lot of citizens gave us money 
to where we could buy that. So we have resources now to where we can help. Before that, it was people, citizens had to come forward with our animal response team, which we still keep active. We still have that going if anybody ever wants to volunteer, get a hold of us. But we we do use people um, to assist us in removing animals. So when we have a large fire, we have to go in and get those animals out. Well, we want the animals to be safe. We want to know that people's houses are safe. So what we end up doing is we send certain people out that have already had a background check. They're already approved through the sheriff's office to remove their animals. We might have to go into houses to get dogs, cats. During the High Chateau, we got a lot of chickens out. We got horses. We got some cattle. I don't remember the number, but we removed a lot of animals from that subdivision. So we want to make sure, and now we can do that with our horse trailer and have more supplies and stuff to do that. That's great. What kind of issues are you seeing with, uh, if any, with cattle owners? Uh, You might want to remind folks what kind of state this is as far as fences uh, go and uh, maybe give a warning to some folks that drive in particular areas at night that there could be some cattle in the roadway. We are an open range state. So in Colorado, it is a fence out state. There's no actual law. It goes back to the 1800s. It's called a fence out state. We do have areas like on Teller One that have a lot of cattle that are running free. But they, what they do is they graze both sides of the road. So cattle aren't going to stay in the road for very long, but it might be long enough to where somebody's going to hit them going through. This time of the year, however, the cows have pretty much been picked up. But if the cows are getting on your property and causing damage, you need to fence them out. And a lot of people don't understand that because you think, well, you, people want to keep their animals at home. Well, not cattle so much because you want them to eat the grass everywhere. And it's, it's interesting because that's a state law on how to deal with that. That really falls under the brand inspector, too. So really, in Teller County, animal control is supposed to only deal with dogs, cats now, under animal control ordinance. What tends to happen is Trixie and Kathleen end up handling all animals and working with brand inspectors. But there's actually no ordinances on loose livestock. So it's only for dogs and cats. What other types of calls that are that you, you see quite often where people have a misunderstanding of the law? And, what, and uh, do you, is there any messages that you would like to give out as far as anything else that, that goes on out in your uh, world? We get a lot of, during the summer, especially noisy dog calls. Many people want their neighborhoods to be very, very quiet because they live in the mountains. However, as our population grows, neighbors are going to start becoming very close instead of far away and people again just don't want dogs barking but dogs are allowed to bark that's how they communicate that's their job and they can bark for up to 20 minutes unprovoked if the dog continues to bark beyond the 20 minutes of unprovoked provoked mean barking at wildlife we live in the mountains we live with wildlife so if a dog is barking at wildlife it is allowed to do that that's what dogs do people walking on the street cars going by all of that is provocation there's we can't do anything as far as telling a dog not to bark at what dogs bark at Um, so that's a lot of confusion where people want it to be very very quiet and dogs not to bark at all but dogs are going to bark and as long as they're barking at 
objects, people, other animals, we can't. There's no violation. Correct. Right. You know, something else too, Greg, is we get a lot of complaints about people calling in wanting us to remove dead animals from the highway. So that's actually not part of animal control. That actually goes back to Colorado Department of Transportation, CDOT. They're the ones that have to remove dead animals from the roadways. We also get a lot of phone calls about raccoons and about wildlife, bats. So that actually goes to the Division of Wildlife. They're the ones that handle any type of wild animals. We actually don't deal with wild animals. So those are the proper people to call in those two scenarios that are not our animal control officers. And if we'll make sure that we put that information out uh, on the podcast description. Tommy will take care of that. Well, a lot of people will bring up feral cats also. It is okay for your neighbor to feed those feral cats. The biggest thing that we want to remind everybody with feral cats is that we just need to make sure that we take care of this problem with spaying and neutering. If somebody has a problem and they know that their neighbor has too many cats, let us know. We can go by and check and maybe let them know about spaying and neutering their, the animals that are there. A lot of people just, in the goodness of their heart, buy food because the cat's hanging out at their house. They don't want it to starve, so therefore they feed it. It's not their cat, basically. It's a community cat, and we all need to realize that community cats need to be fed also. And with that, if you come across a feral cat, the shelter is working on building a program, but because they're wild animals, they are not adoptable. You can't tame an adult feral cat to become a house cat. You can get barn cats that are semi-feral, and the new term that they're working on is working cats. They you place them in the barn and they get rid of your rodents and help with that. But as far as finding a cat in the middle of Woodland Park and wanting us to just take it away, if it's feral, unfortunately, we don't have any place for it. And it just needs to hang out. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it shot so it can stay healthy. But as Trixie was saying, it's a problem that can grow very fast and it takes a long time to mitigate. Where can folks get information on... uh spaying or neutering their pets any local vet will spay and neuter if there is a person in teller county who is lower income and can't afford maybe an outright vet appointment the shelter offers programs (laughs) offers programs under jerry's great fix where you can get a dog fixed for 70 dollars, a cat fixed for 50 there are some criteria so there's those programs out there for anybody in the community. You do have to be a Teller County resident, so that is one of the criteria, but anybody in Teller County who meets the rest of the criteria can get a voucher to get their animals fixed. All right. Well, thank you both for coming in. It was was good information to get out there. I really appreciate your time. And please be sure to check their Facebook page out. Well, actually, we'll have Tommy just throw that up in the description. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. And don't forget to spay or neuter your pet. (laughs) And let us know if there's any problems that they see so that we can go out and check the problem and do a welfare check. We do those a lot. There you go. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. This podcast was made possible by the Teller County Honorary Deputy Sheriff Association. The HDSA is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing public safety and awareness by providing safety and survivability equipment to deputies and posse members. 
administering public events like Shop with a Hero, and enabling information programs like this podcast. For more information, you can find the HDSA website at tellercountyhdsa.org.